In these harrowing times, three young women step forth to debunk myths floating around the internet and the world. I'm Nancy, the public health professional. I'm Bess, the librarian. I'm George, the rock scientist. This is The Triple Hoax. listeners yes hello it hello is hello nancy bess and george it is it is we. back again <laughs> tell your friends please we tell them here. nobody knows where we are yeah so got a little bit of a hiatus but i hope y'all enjoyed your spring breaks easter holidays oh wasn't wasn't there a jewish holiday also passover so- Passover and also our Orthodox Easter to our Orthodox friends yeah. out there. That was this past know? weekend. This what week, are we talking about, George? This week we are talking about what cryptids live in Michigan. Michigan specific cryptids. Indeed. Okay. So I'm the one living about- in my hair qualifies. Listen, Michigan. We're not here to talk about disgusting things. We're here to talk about a <laughs> Creepy creatures that lurk in Michigan woods. Not well, fine, but my profile picture right now is Mothman, so I just I had you know. Okay, that's fair. So I guess I was gonna kick us off a little talking about cryptids because we have talked about you know who hunts Bigfoot, but this is specifically about the creatures, and I wanted to do this because I know everyone from every state says that. But our state is super cool, and there's some weird shit that goes on here. And we just wanted to dedicate an episode specifically to it. So, So, George, what is a cryptid? Well, a cryptid is a creature or animal that is widely regarded to be superstitious or, like, fictional. But there's no concrete proof to prove that it exists. Okay. So, Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Yeti, Mothman, Cabras, Mothman. Those are Jersey Devil. What? Wait. The Jersey Devil. Are oh, yeah. you telling me that Chupacabras aren't real? Uh, no. <laughs> They're not. No. That's I, no. Because I watched a movie about Chupacabras. <laughs> Chupacabra's pecking of a, a cruise ship. Sure. Um, okay. I was always under the impression that that's what really happened to people on cruises when they said they had <laughs> diarrhea. It's a chupacabra. Chupacabra, yeah. That is what we're talking about today. So Michigan does have some weird ones that maybe they're not entirely exclusive to Michigan, but they are weird. And you, we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're talking about the melon heads. <laughs> we'll get to them. Yeah. You said like they might not be Michigan specific necessarily. And I think that's pretty common as far as like cryptid yeah. sightings, quote unquote, and like theories about cryptids go. Yeah. It seems like every state is like, we have all of these cryptids. There's a mm-hmm. lot of overlap. So like mm-hmm. people might say Bigfoot is just in the Pacific Northwest, but you know, people also say that they see Bigfoot in like Arkansas. For sure. Yeah. So, there are some cryptids that pretty much 
don't really exist outside of Michigan or didn't before the internet. Yeah, that's a big carrier for cryptids. Great advertisement. <laughs> that's how they get the word out. <laughs> Common ones in Michigan, like common run-of-the-mill cryptids, would be... There's a huge Bigfoot following, especially in the UP, in the Upper mm -hmm. Peninsula. There's Wendigos, also mm -hmm. Upper Peninsula. I thought that was Michigan-specific. Wendigos? No. no. It's um, it's based on an Ashinaabe cultural folktale and like lore. Yeah. Which they that tribe is like Great Lakes region, mm. but also it's mostly Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they mm -hmm. would come in summer or winter in the Great Lakes area, and then because their their um, region was like really spread out, like most tribes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back you know. That was your fun uh, indigenous people's fact of the day. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's werewolves. I mean, not right. a lot. Aliens. Yeah. Aliens. I mean, mm -hmm. aliens are kind of their own thing. Like, because they are from not planet Earth. But not from around here. Cryptids are generally, like, purported to be natural things, like Bigfoot or the Mothman or whatever, they have existed, right? Yeah, sure. And they what are- What about the owls that are aliens? Oh, yeah. I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding. I... It's true though. <laughs> yeah. People, in case you don't know listeners, people think owls are aliens and they think that when people see aliens, that aliens project into their mind the, the vision of owls instead. Because, sure. and it comes from the fact, I think it's just because Owls look so fucking weird that people are like, they're probably aliens. One time when we went to the Zubu, we finally got to see an the alien. Owl. Well, yeah, that too. We did see aliens. Um, <laughs> we finally got to see the owls that they have there because they're all nocturnal. That was freaky as shit, seeing them in the dark because it was, you know, at night. Well, you and just like, see their eyes. And it's yeah. Really and I made the dumb mistake of like, turning on my flashlight and like pointing it at them. It was, it was creepy. The Zubu is our local zoo's uh, Halloween opening. It's like their last big public opening before they close for the winter where everyone trick or treats in the zoo and mm -hmm. animals that can be out in the fall are on display. Yes. Were mm -hmm. we there as a bunch of 23 year olds? Maybe. Listen, you don't know. You don't know <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. A lot of cryptids, I think, in Michigan, we think are, like, unique. But it's they're part of a larger category. So, like, lake monsters. Right. There's We have Great Lakes around here. Five yeah. of them. Five of them, in fact. You know, there's bound to be stories about lake monsters, specifically in, like, Michigan and uh, Superior, the bigger lakes. Where you can't see the bottom, yeah. Ever right. Although Lake Erie does have uh, a sea monster too. So. Yeah, a lake monster. Pressy, the lake monster. Her name's Pressy Indeed. after like Presk, like Presque Isle. Mm-hmm. Lake Superior. And you know what? She probably actually is a sturgeon. Sturgeon can grow to be up to six feet long. Sturgeon's That's terrifying. We grow them big around here. Have <laughs> eaten. Question mark? I don't yeah. actually know if people eat sturgeon. Uh, that's a good question. 
They're probably not fatty enough to eat, I would imagine. And also difficult to catch if they're the length of a full-grown man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, You can not eat sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat their eggs. Oh, yeah. Caviar. Like but caviar. I, found, I just found a website article with the title, 12 Fish You Should Never Eat. So... <laughs> Sturgeon is on that list. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Don't eat sturgeon. Mm -hmm. And then there's another genre, 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 genre <laughs> that um, surfaces from like local hauntings or like local scary stories that are just like weird stuff, like has to do with abandoned buildings or not trusting the government, things like that. That's like demons. Stuff. So, right. well, I mean, that leads pretty perfectly into melon heads. So yeah. mm -hmm. um, let's kind of go through. So what is a melon head and why are they Michigan specific? And why you should stay away from them. Right. And spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. Their house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. Neat. Sweet. Petite. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on, we're gonna pay a call on, the Adams family. According to this article I was reading, um, they're called the Melon Heads of Allegan County. Not far from where we grew up. Yeah, it's a little bit west. Melon Heads were created because these children were the victims of government experimentation, which drove them crazy and gave them hydrocephalus, which is swelling of the head and brain. It's specifically... Uh excess cerebral fluid mm -hmm. in the brain and it causes problems because when you have all that pressure pushing down on the top of your head it's blocking the function of like those neurons a different article said that a family a woman in Sagatuck gave birth to deformed giant-headed children <laughs> that's actually possible <laughs> yeah. yeah the parents died in like a cabin fire um, and they got sent to an asylum where they were tortured and experimented on by a crazy doctor. But then the doctor, the children rose up and murdered the doctor. And okay. some say they ate parts of him. Okay, this sounds reasonable. I <laughs> And then they escaped into the woods. Right. And these date back to like the 1880s-ish. That's interesting because I'm pretty sure... Hydrocephaly leads to stillborn infants. Yeah, it usually yeah. does. Yeah. Melon heads are not as exclusive to Michigan. They've been, like, some people have claimed to have seen them as far east as Pennsylvania. Okay. Which seems iffy. I'm like, mm, they don't, do they date back as far as the Michigan melon heads do? Probably. Well, so my other question is cryptids are generally like 
vaguely supernatural creatures. Mm-hmm. Melon heads seem more problematic to me than any other sort of cryptid that we're going to talk about because it's basically like there were people at you know a facility and they looked different from us and they sounded different from us and they were scary Mm -hmm. yeah and now we have this creepy story about them and they live in the woods so don't go in the woods by the old you know asylum or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, because I can imagine, and we, we you could look it up probably, that it's not just hydrocephaly that causes someone to have, like, a disproportionately large head. It can even be, like, description of um, little people. Yeah. Their heads are proportionately larger than their bodies. Like, right. And that, yeah. that could be a perfectly reasonable explanation, and so that, you're right, it's problematic as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. like spoil anyone's enjoyment of cryptids we love a good cryptid around here like oh yes we really do but at the same time you can't like you can love something and also be really critical creating a cryptid at the expense of like impoverished or disadvantaged people exactly kind of i mean it seems like a pretty michigander thing to do but (laughs) it burn yeah I did find an article where they said where it may have actually come from. Oh, okay. Is that the word or the phrase name Melonhead. There was a, a prep school in the area back in the 18, late 1800s um, that was like stuffy and uppity. And uh, the local kids called the kids who went to that school Melonheads because they had big heads because they were... You know, Smart. Uh, oh, like calling someone an egghead. Right. Or they they look down on other people, so right. they had big heads. Like only in Michigan would like really like <laughs> that. Uh, you could have an egghead. Like you just could say they had a big head or something. You had to call them melon heads. Like yeah. Okay. All right. Um. To lead off, what Bess said, the other legend that um is not so great uh is like the use of of the wendigo as yeah. like an urban legend for sure um, so like Bess was saying it's part of anishinaabe um culture and part of their lore and their stories surprising no one it was the jesuit priests who came here in the 1700s who like mm-hmm. quote-unquote documented this phenomena they called it the Wendigo psychosis, which I can't mm-hmm. think of a more insulting phrase than those two words put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if for those of you who don't know, the Wendigo um, is a legendary creature that is created when people um, practice cannibalism for too long. They become like this emaciated, like creepy, really fast creature that's insatiable for human mm-hmm. flesh, basically. In in native culture, it was more of a bit more of a metaphor. Like they did yeah. believe like it was a spirit and like it was real, but it was more of a metaphor for greed and like jealousy. Even now, they use it as um, lots of native tribes use it as like a metaphor for pipelines, oil, and stuff like that. So right, you know. If you love Supernatural and you all know what episode I'm talking about, great episode. Isn't it the very first one? No. Uh, no, it's like the third. It's season one. one. It is in season one. 
Yeah. That's the episode with what's his name who played Finn on Glee. And he died in like two Chris minutes. Chris Colfer. No. Really? Name? No. The Finn? Kid, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant um oh the guy who actually died. Yes. Oh, my bad. No, it's okay. I thought you meant died in the episode. Oh, well, he did too in the episode. Yikes. What was his name? I don't remember. Eh. Corey Monty. That's it. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> you want to see a bad way that that's been used in like pop culture? Watch that episode of Supernatural. Because if you want to, if you want to like read a really good and interesting interpretation of it, you should check out the last report report on the miracle at little no horse by louise erdrich louise erdrich oh this is also a louise erdrich fan podcast yeah heads up by the way anyway so um but she's a she's a native uh writer and she's amazing and there's a specific in this specific book it talks a lot about like the jesuits coming in and uh, taking pieces of culture and anyway it's super good go read it yeah. Um, but there's a really interesting depiction of the Wendigo legend in that book. Cool. Noise. Um, I think we should take a music break. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna play a little game that's called does tim allen believe in this cryptid and Um, the answer is yes (laughs) to all of them (laughs) Um, so for any listeners who don't know tim allen he's a native of michigan he is yes he's a native of michigan he went to my alma mater Yes. Uh, he got expelled for uh, selling cocaine, <gasps> and then uh, they gave him an honorary diploma when he got famous. So yeah, welcome to Michigan. Uh, and right now, and he has a lake house on the same lake as one of our friends. Yeah. What? 
Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we went to Goob Goob's? Oh yeah. And she was like, "Yeah, Tim Allen's lake house is over there," and we're like, "What?" We're redacting <laughs> her name for her privacy, right? Yeah. No, it's just Goob. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this, but Tim Allen is a different sort of person. So, Can, you know what? Fox News is still convinced <laughs> that the liberal elite in Hollywood canceled his show because oh, of his yeah. beliefs he expressed on Fox News. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> in He's being persecuted for his beliefs, of course. Right. Cryptids. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> you heard right. it here first. Does... Tim Allen believe in the melon heads. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. I would say he someone would probably have to tell them tell him about them. Fair. But upon he went to western though, which is like close to pretty close oh, to Allen. That's true. I feel like he know I feel like he knows about know. and believes in melon heads. Okay. That's, you know, he was like at a party and I'm sure someone explained it to him. And right. And he was like, real, he, was, he was real high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, those, those damn liberals running, running the school, they know and they're not telling anyone what's the government keeping from us. And that's how it went down. Yeah, probably. And when he was at his highest point, he was like, do you think I'm a melon head? <laughs> Yeah, man, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Or they would have been like, yeah, man, I was wondering that too. Your head's pretty big. <laughs> so secretly deep down, Tim Allen actually believes he is a melon head. That right. would explain every one of his actions exactly. since then. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you think Tim Allen believes in the Michigan mermen? <gasps> There's okay. Michigan mermen? Yes, let's back this up. There are Michigan mermen. <laughs> Explain. Explain? Yeah. Yeah. How did we not know about Michigan mermen? Yeah, the fuck well, is this? The concept is pretty self-explanatory. Is it? I will, like, I will let you in on it. Are they oh, hot? <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's really what my first question was. I was just trying to another um legend from Ojibwe, but in seven May 13, 1782, Vanette St. Germain, a Canadian fur trader, spotted what he believed to be an actual merman swimming in the cold, deep, dark waters of Lake Superior. Nobody well, swims in Lake they Superior. Got a, they got a date. Like yeah. a date. Like yeah, they got like eight thirty-five a.m. Journal, I have no doubt. Um, while making a stop at Pie Island in the northern part of the lake, Saint Germain spotted the creature and described it as looking childlike, with brownish skin and having extremely brilliant eyes. What? Okay, that sounds like an, a fucking otter. That sounds like an otter. Yeah, it kind of does. Um. Oh my God. Holy shit. Then what? According to the authors of the book, Mysterious Islands, St. Germain, 30, year, 30 years after he saw this merman, stood before the court of King's Bench in Montreal to sign an affidavit. 
further proving his conviction of what he had witnessed. He, he put it in legal writing that he saw this goddamn mermaid. He committed. You wow. gotta come. You gotta commit to the to bit. The bit. It had been 30 fucking years. He couldn't go back. He was like, no, I can't go back on my word. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm that bitch now. I'm the one who saw the merman. I'm, I'm the, the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's what happened. This creature was also part of the Ojibwe people's stories, which they called the Mimegwashi. Cool. This creature similar to what Saint-Germain had seen, was also described as looking childlike and sometimes hairy. So it was an otter. I, it's gotta be. Are it's there otters? It's an otter. <laughs> yeah. Well, the question is, did Saint-Germain know about this lore? Probably. Before, like, it would make, like, okay, did he have, like, a native wife? Probably. a lot back then. Okay, yeah, no, there are otters in Lake Superior. That's gotta be no. what it is. There we go. All right. It was because lake otters can, like river otters, can get huge. Like they're not yeah. as big as sea otters, but like it was an otter. Of course, he would have heard from the natives, and then who are you gonna believe um, back then? Like a white dude from your colony or some native people who are like, "Yeah, we man, we fucking told him that story," and they're like, "Nah, no, you didn't." And the white dude's <laughs> like, "I saw a merman. I was the first one," and they're like, "Yeah, man." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the story continues. Sorry. sorry. It, no, it's okay. <laughs> okay. So, Natural um, otters are cute. I would not say they were hot, though. No. No, they're not. Okay. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. <laughs> Sage remains first instinct when he saw the merman was to get out his gun and shoot at it. Right. Yeah, what else are you going to do? <laughs> they had he needed to stuff it and put it on his wall. That's oh, my he, God. That's what he wanted. He I wanted the proof. They were fur traders. He All wanted right. to, like, have it, like, set up so he could pull it around in a little wagon behind him for the next 30 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that's what he wanted to do. Holy fuck. Yeah. Have you know. ever been to the Museum of the Weird yeah. in Austin? You went with me. Yeah. Um, okay. They had been traveling with a Native American woman of the Ojibwe tribe, and she prevented the shooting. Nice going. The woman told them it was bad luck to threaten the water creatures or gods, and sure enough, a nasty storm rolled through the area that lasted for three days. <laughs> That's was common. Was this a coincidence? Definitely a coincidence. St. Germain's life would end by means of an accidental bullet. A friend of his aimed an old shotgun at him and not believing it to be a working gun pulled the trigger. <gasps> but this wow. is after 30 years later signing this affidavit. Okay. The otter's revenge. <laughs> a couple things. There are otters on Lake Superior. Yes. I don't know if you guys know this, but Lake Superior is fucking huge. There are storms. Yep. Constantly. Like constantly and they last forever. Um, so, but is it a coincidence that when he went back to court to try and, like, bring this otter to court, basically, bring this water god to court, <laughs> he fucking died. He got murdered. Accidentally murdered. Yeah. That's definitely real, I believe. Yeah, I can, 100%. You know what it was? Otters know how to use tools. That wasn't yeah. his friend with that old shotgun. It was a 
20 oh river, God, like 20 river otters in a in a trench coat. Oh my god. So back to the original question. Um Tim Allen definitely believes in mermaids. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he definitely I feel like Tim Allen pretty much believes in all kinds Any, of crazy any, anything shit. you tell him, anything yeah. you tell him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the other thing is that you might not know, listeners, that he, for a while, he was the voice of the Michigan tourism commercials. Yeah, um, good stuff. You don't live in the state of Michigan anymore, but you grew up here. They do make you pretty nostalgic. Yeah. It's very effective, but I feel like it's only effective on people who used to be in Michigan and are no longer in Michigan because when I you're get back goosebumps here, sometimes indeed when you when you're back here you're like oh fuck this shit <laughs> yeah you're like this is the nice places and it's the nice places in the summer and then you're like nah I don't have goosebumps anymore we can't all live on Lake Michigan no. in the summer permanently speaking of living on the lake I feel like Tim Allen goes and lays down on his dock and tries to commune with the lake people. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, no, I think he sure. takes his pontoon boat. <laughs> oh, point, good point. Onto good. the lake, turns mm-hmm. it off, yeah, and then, like, sticks his arm, arm in the water. Or something <laughs> else. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's that long. Extreme, ExtremeRestraints.com, please sponsor us. Please. <laughs> Do you have any mermaid shit? I'm sure they do. Can we get a, a Lake Superior Monster promo code? Can we get oh a dragon? Bad Dragon makes... Oh, yeah, Bad Dragon makes the Shape of Water penis. What? Hildo, right? No, I don't think they did. It was another company. Anyway, Bad Dragon, sponsor us. Get on that. Perfect for our cryptid episode as well as Absolutely. our sex toy episode. Yeah. All We're right. all grinning now like we should have a little sparkle go ping. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> All right, you know what? Uh, some more tunes. Our beloved favorite, favorite, favorite. Get it? Favorite cryptid. Favorite. Okay, that Just was. Just go to the music. Okay. Break. Yeah, we're gonna go to this music break, and we come back. We're gonna talk about some more water stuff. You. Yeah. The sexy kind. Damn. <laughs> I swear I do, but just not, baby, when it comes to you I get so hungry when you say you love me If you know what's good for you I think you're hot, I think you're cool You're the kind of guy I'd stalk in school But now that I'm famous, you're up my anus Now I'm gonna eat you, fool I eat boys up, breakfast and lunch Then when I'm thirsty, I drink their blood Carnivore animal, I am a cannibal I eat boys up, you better run Those water monsters, eh? We we've got them, eh? Apparently, mm-hmm. don't you know? So Minnesota may call itself the land of a thousand lakes, and I'm sure they have a lot of lakes. But mm-hmm. We have really really big ones, and then like a shit ton of other ones because Michigan is a giant swamp. Yeah, yeah. 
Swamp everywhere. So much drained. So much yellow fever. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> okay, not anymore. <laughs> we do have a lot of of lakes and lake monsters. The famous of which, the most famous of which, I should say, um, is Pressy, the Lake Superior serpent. She's named after the mouth of the Presque River, which yeah. is uh, empties into Lake Superior and is very beautiful. George yes. and I have been there. And a famous uh, photograph of, was taken of her in 1977. The legend began with a, the native story in the Anishinaabe, Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi tribes. It's In their culture, it's called Mishibizu. Or I'm, and also listeners, I apologize if I'm butchering these native words. Please tell me I should really learn how to say them. Or underwater panther. So it's a water cat. What? It's a water cat. They are thought of as the masters of all water creatures. So you know, thunderbirds are like masters of the air. These are like underwater panther. They're like the masters of water. Considered as powerful and as sacred. Hmm. Uh, white people have been seeing it since like the 1890s. I have a story about that. In my thing I found, it said, it's described as being 75 feet in length with a horse-like head, a whale-like tail, and a longish neck. Um, so basically, like, the bottom of it looks like a, more like a dolphin, where, like, the Loch Ness Monster kind of looks like a dinosaur in the water. This one kind of looks like a whale with a horse head. Anyway. Okay. One possible pressy sighting notes that the creature behaved in a snake-like way by attempting to constrict a man. This yeah. happened in 1897 near Duluth, Minnesota. A man fell overboard on his yacht after hitting uh-huh. a rock. In the water, the man claimed that a creature attacked him and attempted to constrict him. Sounds like he deserved it. Yeah, yeah. seriously. If he owned a yacht and he ran it into a rock. Yeah. Pressy is probably a lake sturgeon, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Or- some, some dummy on this cryptid website thinks it could be a snake, which there's, there's no fucking no snakes. snakes in Lake Superior. <gasps> yeah, and there's no snakes that big in Michigan. They need tropical climates to get that big, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell yeah. us how you really feel, man. <laughs> People, just pay attention in your basic biology classes, please. <laughs> the love of God. <laughs> Listen, cryptids are serious business. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. Another one that's somewhat less well-known is the Dewey Lake Monster. Oh. <clears throat> it's in Dwajiak. It started in the 60s. Okay. This is a newer one, so that's why it's not as well-known. Um, it has more of a cult following, if you will. Uh, more cultish, I should say. It's basically like an aquatic Bigfoot. Okay. Like, it's a Bigfoot, but it also likes being in the water. So, like, a swamp Bigfoot? I forget what they're... A swamp... um, Oh, shit, they have a name. They're like a swamp ape. Swamp swamp ape. Skunk ape. Skunk apes like being in the water, don't they? Yeah. But this is like, you cross Bigfoot with, like, an otter or a beaver. Oh, okay. Okay. Like a platypus. Do they build dams? That's the real question. And lay eggs? (laughs) You know, I I w- am willing to bet if you went to a swamp, they do now. You wouldn't come back out. You heard it here first. Spread um, that rumor. Yeah, and this this is not revolutionary. Other people have had this thought, but I would like to I would like to submit another lake cryptid, and that is Lake Superior itself. 
Oh yeah, I'm sure it's sentient. Yeah, like, that's why it's eaten so many ships. Speaking oh. of which. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound and the wave broke over the railing And every man knew as the captain did too Twas the witch of November come stealing The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait When the gales of November came slashing When afternoon came it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind So if you didn't get the gist from the song listeners uh Lake Superior is very well known for bringing ships down yep and not giving them up like they literally cannot salvage the wrecks because it's so deep yep. like it, it's just not worth their time or their energy because it's very deep very cold doesn't give up or dead when the gales of November come early. So I have to say, Lake Superior kind of scares the fuck out of me, even though I've swum in it and I've been around it a long time. As it should. That's yeah. It. yeah. Honestly, I'm dying to go into more detail about the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That is for a different podcast. It's the world's third largest freshwater lake by volume. Yay! Yep. So we have just a few more notable ones that kind of don't fit into a category. There's the Michigan Dogman. I would yeah. like to say my piece about the Michigan Dogman. <laughs> By all means. All right. The French explorers called it the Loup Garou. <laughs> And legend has it the Michigan Dogman is an extra-large wolf capable of rearing up on its hind legs to show off its humanoid torso, stare at, stare at you with blue or amber eyes, and unleash a frighteningly human scream. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it was uh, – there's a song about it. 
It's called the Legend of Dogman song, and we'll be bumping, we'll be bumping that jam for y'all. I read one really funny story about the Dogman where like there was a sighting of it on the other side of Lake Huron in Wisconsin in a logging camp. Basically, what happened, it was back in the 1800s this big pack of wild dogs like because people would bring their dogs with them but they would just run around they didn't treat them like pets they like ran through this camp and they were being led or like had amongst them a dog that was abnormally larger than the other dog horrifying and when the campers were or when the logging people or someone in the like the logging village was like hey stupid dogs get out of here um the dog man attacked this man I'm yeah. sorry to kill him. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's okay. one like random myth about it. And then another one is that it was allegedly spotted for the first time in the late 19th century in Wexford County, which is the home of the city of Cadillac. And it where it terrorized residents and it set up a local GOP headquarters, which I think is a joke ah, from the website ah, that I found it. Oh man. Uh, well, and also Wexford County contains the oldest ski hill in the Midwest called Caber Fay. Okay. Yay, Michigan, Michigan uh, fact. Michigan fact. Cool. I read, the only thing I read was that it's like some racist malarkey about it being murdered native spirits. Oh, gross. Uh, yeah. And that they like prowl in 10 year cycles. <laughs> I don't even know. What else we got? The woman in white. That's mm-hmm. also a common one but it tends to be in like the midwest okay but it's basically the spirit of spirits of murdered women mm-hmm. uh, wait like by the side of the road and they like oh con- yeah convince travelers to stop and then they murder them and you know um some of those have been seen here but i think the most unique one to michigan is the nain rouge yeah. It's a legend that dates back to the 1700s when Detroit was getting its first start. And um, as a larger city, because Detroit was officially founded by the French in like the late 16, well, was discovered, the area was discovered by the French in the early 16, in the late 1600s. I'm sorry, it, are you talking about Detroit? Detroit, oui. Nain Rouge is French for Red Dwarf. It's also called the Demon of the Strait, which if you've never seen a map, listeners, there are straits by Detroit, between mm-hmm. Detroit and Canada. Yeah. Its appearance is said to presage misfortune. So if you ran into this thing, you were going to have bad luck. It goes along with native, again, native legends about an infant, impish offspring of the stone god. The legend starts with various narratives. Um, Detroit's founder, Antoine de la Moffe Cadillac who was told by a fortune teller to appease the Nain Rouge, but upon encountering the creature, he smacked it with his cane and shouted, get out of my way, you red imp. As a consequence, a string of bad luck befell Cadillac. This weird little hobgoblin is famous because every year in Detroit, they have the March du du Nain Rouge, which is just like everybody comes out and like dresses crazy. You have to dress crazy so the name Rouge can't recognize you. Mm-hmm. And to scare it away. It's persisted for uh, all the way up until now. Two utilities workers claim to have seen the creature just before the 67 Detroit riots. 
The um, first the first record of it was written in Legends of Le Détroit, published in 1883. I think there was a sighting of it back in 2008. Oh. Right before the market crash. <laughs> Did you already say, George, that it also appeared before the Battle of Bloody, Bloody Run? No, I did not. I forgot about it's, that. It's uh, July 30th, 1763. 58 British soldiers were killed by Native Americans from Chief Pontiac's Ottawa tribe. Nice. That's uh, that's the most fun cryptid I think we have around here. Yeah, probably. Logan Camp in Wexford County where the Manistee River ran. Eleven lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog. In a playful mood, they chased it around till it ran inside a hollow log. A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick and poked around inside. Then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out and stood upright. None of those men ever said very much about whatever happened then. They just packed up their belongings and left that night and were never heard from again. It was ten years later in 97 when a farmer near Buckley was found. Slumped over his plow, his heart had stopped. There were dog tracks all around. Seven years past the turn of the century, they say a crazy old widow had a dream of dogs that circled her house at night. They walked like men and screamed. Y'all, y'all feeling like another game? Absolutely. Listeners, this is a fun little game that I came up with called First Sighting. Were they drunk or high? Yes, excellent. I will give you a cryptid in Michigan and ask you, were they drunk or were they high when they <laughs> when the first sighting happened? <laughs> or both. Or both. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Or suffering up some other kind of drugs. Let's go with melon heads. Oh, boy. Both. <laughs> both yeah that's some mind-altering shit right there yeah i would say more like maybe like meth i don't know <laughs> yeah. meth yeah, makes you halluc- hallucinate really scary things meth makes you fucking insane yeah that's my vote all right what about you Bess? oh both definitely oh how about them them michigan mermaids <laughs> i mean oh, definitely drunk <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ben he was probably Potter. drunk. He was drunk and also a scammer. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was out here trying to get that merman finder's fee. <laughs> <laughs> right. Capitalizing on that mermaid dollar. Yes. <laughs> oh, how about our friend Cadillac? Was he drunk or high when he saw the name Rouge? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think he was high. 
on his coloni his colonizer supply. He just thought mm. the shit. So mm. he like out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean it could have been pot. The French did do like their pot. That's true. The last one, the Michigan dogmen. <laughs> um Maybe. I think they were probably high. On opium. Yeah. yeah. We saw a big like wolf and they were like, fuck. And it was like in slow motion because when you're on opium everything's like really like yeah. <laughs> Probably. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Good game. Good game. Good game. I guess there's the whole thing where, like, the UP is, like, kind of uncharted, so there could be literally fucking anything living there. Well, and I mean, it's just, like, Lake Superior. Like, it's so damn big. There could be yeah. literally anything living in there. Deep in the ocean. We don't know what's down there either. The Mariana right. Trench. Maybe there's a big squid in Lake Superior. That'd be cool. That would be cool as hell. Freshwater squid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'd invent it. Sure. <laughs> or what if? What if? What if? I'm just just throwing things at the wall. What if all the shipwrecks that ever happened in Lake Superior formed through some kind of way into a giant mecca? I was just going to say, are you going to say a giant mech? Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. mech that will come ashore to terrorize us all. I mean, we deserve it. <laughs> you never came to find me. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Also, Don't there's nothing you love me anymore. Oh my god, you <laughs> suck. You're made out of wood. No, some of them are metal. They're modern ones. Oh shit, that's right. What am I saying? That's why you say mech. Duh. Basically, UP and Lake Superior are pretty much uncharted wilderness. Yeah. And there could be all manner of Bigfoots living up there. I'm convinced that Bigfoot lives in the UP. Well, and it's because there's all those black bears living in the UP. And everybody knows black bears are the most mischievous and cutest bears. They are. And they cause some shit. True. They're adorable. They're so cute. So here's what I want to know. Yeah. Did we answer the question? By golly, I believe we did. I think we did. I think this week we can fully say what cryptids live in Michigan. Hang it's on. Schrodinger's cryptid, though. <laughs> Always. Because yeah. you can prove or disprove yeah. these cryptids. Well, right. There's two other ones that we haven't talked about, but I really didn't want to get into them because, like, what even... But there's something <laughs> called the Ogre of Saini. Really? The Saini stretch? The yeah. Ogre of Saini? Which I, okay, okay, listeners, you don't know what this is, but <laughs> yeah. holy shit, holy shit. We'll share some articles about these ones that awesome. we didn't talk about on our Facebook page. The Saini like, stretch is the stretch so of the highway in the UP. It's called the Saini Stretch, and I'm literally looking at this article on Atlas Obscura. Nice. So we'll share this article. The road between the towns of Saini and Shingleton in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan is a 25-mile laser straight shot through a vast swamp and wildlife refuge. It's literally 25 miles long. It is, like, dead straight. You don't turn. You don't curve. Like, it's insane. Like, I've driven it multiple times, and it's fucking shitty. 
But it's it's beautiful though because it's home to sandhill cranes, the gray wolf, the black throated blue warbler, lots of other things. Possibly but, an ogre. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Shrek. Shrek is in the UP. Everybody, we saw it. Oh my god! Solved it. Oh no! Think about it. Think like it's that's so creepy to me. Like it's just dead straight, and like the wilderness just stretches around you for tens of miles. Like there's so, nothing. George, you know that roads are man-made. I know, but all right. So what was the other weird one that we didn't talk uh, about? Yeah, the other weird one was the giant green squirrel of Amble. What? Okay, so uh, if you want to learn more about the giant green squirrel of Amble, definitely check out our Facebook page. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. Do you guys have any sweet recommendations? Um, Never go outside again. Yeah. The dog man might be out there. (laughs) That's my first recommendation. I've got some recs. So definitely the Bigfoot episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved is classic. Go watch it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Just because I, well, all three of us really like cryptids, but if you didn't see The Shape of Water, Mm. definitely go find it and watch it like 50 million times because it's about Mm -hmm. a swamp man, a fish man, and it's beautiful. So I definitely recommend that. You should look at the book guide called Weird Michigan, your travel guide to Michigan's local legends and best kept secrets. And you should also Google the town Hell, Michigan. It's yes. It's called Hell, Michigan. You want a good laugh. Yeah. And then also, you should check out books on the history of Detroit because Detroit's really misunderstood. Yeah. Make sure they're heavily researched and make sure they, even if you can like do one better, and make sure they're written by people of color. Because yeah, Detroit tends to be uh, through the lens of white people, and we're really not the best people to talk about um, the history of Detroit in the last like 70 or 80 years. No. My recommendation, it's not really cryptid related, but it's great look at Michigan if you really want to get to know the state. It's called Under the Radar. It's on WKAR, PBS. I can't remember the guy who hosts it, but it's called Under the Radar. And he is so beloved by everyone in Michigan. It's hilarious. He's a great guy. And he goes to like really cool spots in Michigan. And you can learn a lot. Cool. Do you have a Florida man? I I have just the tidbit that when I went to go search Florida cryptids, they were like, Florida's already too scary. We don't have any of those. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Their big, their big, um, their big cryptid is the skunk ape. There are f- feral Burmese pythons living in Florida now, like in the nature, because nice. people have them as pets and they don't want to take care of them anymore. So they're like, "Yeah, let me just release this thing into the wild." That's a great idea. That'll end well. So the largest one ever, what a giant pregnant python is the largest ever found in Florida in 2012. It was 17 feet long and it was pregnant with 87 eggs. No. So there's your scary Florida man. Jesus. Florida snake. That's it. That's the show. We're done. (laughs) Um, Everyone go home. (laughs) All right, listeners. If you uh, want to keep in touch with us, follow our Facebook page. You can find us there. We are the Triple Hopes Podcast. 
You can follow us on Twitter at the Triple Hoax or Tumblr at the Triple Hoax. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. Send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Our email address is triplehoax at gmail.com. Everyone who's discussing in our Facebook page, thank you for having discussions in our Facebook page. We yeah. didn't realize a meme about millennials would get so much traction, but we're really glad that it did. And yeah. For the record, for the record, I still use a top sheet. Oh, oh I, I definitely try to, but fail miserably 99% of the time. It gets kicked down to the end of the bed. There's no, anyway, we've already <laughs> had this discussion in we our sure have. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. We see you, we hear you, and we love you. I'm, uh, I'm going to lead us out here with, with uh, this, these hot, hot tips. Uh, if you're looking for some Michigan mermen, they will be three feet tall. They'll have six fingers, a hairy body, a very round head, <laughs> likes to hide among rocks in the water, sure. is childlike in appearance, and, listeners, this one's important, one hand out of the water, the other on the hip. <laughs> Remember, it doesn't have to be a mystery. Especially <laughs> Michigan mermen. <laughs> <laughs>